Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me as long as your radio's on this station. And the volume is up above the minimum. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a problem, you can certainly call me. This is going to be a... An exciting show because my week has been the worst ever. And and I'm going to admit right now because I know that friends are going to call in and people are going to call in and tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. I have a boom lift up at the ranch. It's called a Genie Boom Lift. And I can't get it to start and run. And I have spent, I bet I've been, I spent 50 hours on this. And I don't have spark and I don't have fuel. Now on a normal car or anything else in the world except this thing. Uh, no spark, no fuel means the crankshaft sensor's bad, camshaft sensor's bad, the ignition module's bad, all that kind of stuff. Well, the ignition module, I'm told, is about $400, so I'm kind of waiting before I buy that and plug it in. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm working on that. Another another problem in my life is Tom Blackwell. He owns Blackwell Automotive up at 40th and Greenway. He 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 pretends like he knows a lot about cars, um, really, he gets his help from his wife and um, his general manager, Christy. And when you look at Tom, you think, oh, gosh, he's really smart. But he's not. He's just not. And you know he's listening because I told him to call because I'm going to do this. He can fix a car every once in a while. He handles that northeast quadrant of the valley for me because it's difficult for me to find a repair shop that can pass the filter I've created for them to be part of my best car repair shops list. And it's very important that I trust them and that they know right from wrong and that they raise their hand when they uh, when they accidentally or whatever make a ma- mistake on somebody's car. Tom does that on a regular basis. It's Sometimes it's a one an hour, two an hour kind of thing. <laughs> Can you feel like I'm getting kind of ornery today? I'm just warning everybody who's threatened to call in today about my genie and my boom lift. But anyway, uh, Tom's a good guy. He does vintage cars, he does motorhomes, and he does your normal family cars. And uh, he's as good as it comes when it's around the valley, and he knows right from wrong, and his he's got a great staff, and he's got a general manager too, Aaron and Christy, and they help one another, but Aaron, he's a, he's a home run hitter. And when you talk to Aaron, you'll understand why I think he's a great guy, and it's because He's just so well-rounded and so skilled with respect to handling customers at the front counter and drilling down to what really kind of needs to be looked at or what needs to be done. Okay, last week we had a call caller, and uh, he called in about a pickup truck, and he had some harsh downshifting. So what that means is is the automatic transmission, as you accelerate from 0 to 50, like that. Well, a harsh downshift is like when it goes from third to second. It's really abrupt. It shakes the whole vehicle and it immediately drops, you know, 10 miles an hour off your speed. A soft downshift or a normal downshift, it's kind of like you're, you're driving along in fourth gear and then you go to third. Real nice, smooth downshift, nice transition. 
But anyway, he said, I've got an eight, this, this gentleman that sent me this email, he said he had periodic hard downshifting, mostly from second to first, just before it came so hard. And sometimes it would hit so hard between second to first gear that it would jolt everybody hard and it felt totally wrong. But it went to the dealer a couple times. They said it was normal. Um, I did notice that the worst um, the transmission acted was when the transmission temperature was up over 170. And it typically doesn't do it until it's at 170. So at 99,000 miles, I had the dealer confirm that the problem was there. Finally, they confirmed it. They pulled the transmission and replaced what he thinks is the pump and several other parts. And it just so happens that our company goes through several of these trucks each year. And none of the trucks had this issue except this one. So hopefully this may help the uh, the gentleman. And we talked to the the other guy last week, and my idea was is let's wait uh, until something forces you to do something. Um, obviously, you can pull the pan and check the transmission pan for snap rings and broken parts, and, 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 and a good technician could look at it and look at the odometer and say, okay, well, this is a normal amount of metal because transmissions shed bits of metal. That's the way they work. So it's not a big deal to find metal in the transmission pan. And if you have a transmission service at 90,000 miles, there's going to be a whole lot more than if you have it done every 30,000 miles. Because the, the big portion of the metal that it's going to shed, clutch material, black clutch material, is going to be from 0 to 30,000 miles. And that goes on any automatic transmission vehicle there is. So those are the kinds of things that we talk about <coughs> with respect to, you know, dealing with, with transmissions and stuff like that. We also had another customer <clears throat> who called up and he had an auto start problem. And the auto start is there's these GM cars that when you come to a stop, they turn the engine off. And it's a fuel saving device and it's an effort to give you better fuel economy. And then when you, when you take your foot off the brake and you hit the gas, there's a really smooth transition as the car starts and takes off for you. Now, the first time I ever drove one of these, I was driving it down to TV3. And when I came to the first intersection, the engine died, and I'm right kind of standing there at the traffic light, and I'm kind of panicking because this is a brand-new vehicle, and I've got a television spot to make, and this vehicle's, the engine's dead. And through the grace of God, I just take, took my foot off the brake and kind of hit the gas thinking it wasn't, you know, the motor wasn't loud. And as soon as I touched the gas, the vehicle started up and took off. Now, the starter on these vehicles has to be a little bigger than the average bear because it has it's going to be used <clears throat> 20 times in between the time you park it at the grocery store and the, and 24 hours later. It's going to be used a lot. So it's a bigger starter. It's a bigger, bigger electrical system. But so far, they've been good. There's a wide variety of reasons that your, your, um, your stop enable is going to go bad but one of them seems to be especially on the general motors products there is an auxiliary battery in the trunk of your car that just does that and when that battery the cables get corroded or when that battery finally dies a death then that will eliminate the vehicle from shutting off the computer from shutting off the engine when you come to it to stop and then as soon as you attach the throttle boy the motor just comes alive and you take off nice and smooth so if you've never driven one of those cars it's it's kind of interesting to drive but that was something else. So 602 You can call in and we can talk about cars. And um, and I'm fishing for a genie guy, somebody who uh, has worked on genie boom lifts. It's a Z45-25J. J is for jib. 
and I found and figured that out <laughs> the other day. But um, gosh almighty, this thing is just beating me up, and I have never had this kind of problem on any kind of an internal combustion engine. But this thing is sophisticated, and on, on top of all of that, it has a dual fuel system, so it'll run off gas or propane, and you can flip a switch back and forth. And, and as I add fuel and propane to the motor, I artificially inseminate the motor with propane into the intake port. I still don't have anything, so I pulled the spark plugs, one spark plug out, and I have no spark. And so I've got all this move, these moving parts. I don't have spark or fuel in delivery, and I've got the engine cranking over, and intermittently the thing will backfire, and intermittently it'll start for a second and shut off. So the only thing I really haven't checked is, is i got to check to see if it's a timing chain or a timing belt. But this is a relatively new lift, and I'm I'm not sure that that I should have to be doing this this early, but then again, who knows? I just don't want to pull the whole front of the motor apart to look at the timing belt or timing chain and find out everything's okay. But the backfiring and the intermittently it's fine and intermittently it's not is kind of a is kind of a a good hint. So many of you and and especially us older guys and my older friends are scared of oils that start with zero like a zero twenty <laughs> or a fifteen twenty or a, a, you know a, a decent a lot of the diesel oils are five weights five twenties and five thirties and five forties there's nothing to be afraid of it because let me explain what the numbers mean the numbers mean one it, the first number five it means it flows like a five weight when it's cold and you want the oil in your car to be very viscous. We want it to be flowable. We want it to not be peanut butter, not look like frosting on a cake. We we want it to be iced tea, a water. We want it to have that kind of consistency so it can provide lubrication to your engine. The other number, we'll, we'll talk about a, a, a 520. The other number, it flows like a 20 weight when it's warm. And the 20 weight protects hot metal and the 20 weight is designed to provide superior lubrication under all kinds of loaded condition, all kinds of speeds, all kinds of RPMs and stuff. So the oil's job is to get in between the moving pieces of metal and create a thin film of oil where the two pieces of metal, if they touch, they don't wear, they don't shed metal. So we're just lubricating the internal components. And obviously your fuel economy would be affected if we had peanut butter in your engine or if we had water in your engine. Obviously your fuel economy would be a whole bunch better if you had water or oil the consistency of water in your engine as opposed to oil with the consistency of frosting or syrup or <laughs> you know mud. It's It's a big deal and so with newer model cars and certainly in the last 10 actually 10 and 15 years we've gone to oils that make a lot of the older guys like my friends and me a little nervous because we like that 30 weight 40 weight 50 weight we like that big pillow effect we want the big thick oil to protect our engines but today we know that the thinner stuff gets in between those two pieces of metal much quicker it provides a superior lubrication it carries the trash and the heat away and it does it a whole lot better than peanut butter so last let me just create a visual here for you <clears throat> I have my hands in front of me in like I'm praying the palms are together and I'm gonna rub my hands together and I think you might even hear it 
Okay, that's your motor. Your motor is running and there's all kinds of pieces of metal that are rubbing on one another. So I ask you, the faster you rub your palms of your hands together, the more heat you'll feel. Now, in order to provide lubrication and in order to control the heat and in order to carry the trash out of that joint, do you want to use water or peanut butter? And I'm using those two because they're so diametrically different. Water would get in there quick. It would grab a hold of the heat, which would cause the water temperature to rise. It will flush out the jazz and the metal or whatever there is and keep going. Peanut butter, it has a tough time getting in, and then it turns real hard, and it turns real black, and then it has a tough time going out. And peanut butter is the descriptive word I used about the old guys and their oil from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And I'm one of them. That's what we used back then, a 30-weight, a 40-weight, a 50-weight, a 2050, all those big, heavy-duty numbers because it made our engines last longer. But here's the truth of the matter. Water provides the oil with the consistency of water, but the lubricating properties of a synthetic oil, that's all we need. And that makes. And today we have motors that are lasting 2 and 3 and 4 and 500,000 miles, and in the days of the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, you didn't see those. Everybody was smoking oil and fogging mosquitoes when their when their engines had 75,000 miles on them. Today, my wife's car's got 140, mine's got 150 on it. They don't blow any oil. They don't leak any oil. Um, we did a metallurgical test not too long ago on my last oil change, the last two oil changes, so we could compare the two, and there was no growth of any kind of negatives inside the oil that we sent to the laboratory. So you can do better than that, and I'm not somebody who drives, you know, like, I've got a hot cup of coffee between my legs all the time. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. Local business owners are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was a few months ago. Let Salem Surround help you today. Our team of local in-market experts will utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Salem Surround is here to help you achieve success. Learn more about Salem Surround at surroundphoenix.com. That's surroundphoenix.com. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. 
The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people. Never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we're required to broadcast some types of political advertising by the FCC. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore, the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and sometimes we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or car problem, or if you want uh, to discuss some car-related things, 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around in Mesa since 1970 in their present location. But the parents of Brian and Thelma have been in the gas station business in Mesa since 1950s. They started off with two bay gas stations, and they would be Union 76, or they'd be Shell, or they'd be Mobile, and they started working on cars there. Brian and Thelma are the derivatives of two of the big families that had those service stations a long time ago. They've they've been doing a really good job. They provide expert auto repair, light truck repair, uh, motorhome repair, maintenance services to their customers in Mesa. They have ASC certified technicians, which means that they've been tested and they've passed the tests that are expected of people to know how to work on a transmission or an air conditioning system or the electrical system. So ASE tests are certainly an important thing. They also follow up with friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle's due for service so you're likely to get a note in the mail 90 days after you have your oil change or six months after you have your oil change letting you know that you should look at your door sticker and see if you're due. So if you want your vehicle to be looked at by people I really respect, Brian and Thelma and their crew, then Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa is on Main Street just east of Stapley. Main Street just east of Stapley. When it comes to the old cars versus the new cars, in the old days it was nothing to go to the to the fair and there's a guy with a small engine running and he would touch the spark plugs with his fingers and kill the engine. And, and and as his fingers got kind of close to the spark plugs, you could see sparks jumping from the tips of his fingers, but he'd kill the engine. That's not anything I, I suggest that you try because it does hurt, but obviously he's been trained to do that. But I can tell you he wouldn't do that today <laughs> on cars today because back then we may have had 13K of, of spark, and today we have 100 or more. So today when you get bit by a spark plug or a wire underneath of a car uh, of a gasoline engine that has uh, been made in the last 10 years, it, it'll make you want to cry. It hurts. It doesn't hurt for long, but it's kind of like getting shocked hard. 
and um, and it wakes you up. And usually you uh, go into the lunchroom and, and and have an early lunch just while you can shake the cobwebs out of your head because you were stupid enough to have somebody hit the key where you were holding on to the spark plug and you forgot to just leave it on the manifold for the noise. So Thompson's Auto Repair, good place to go, and they've been around since those days of 13,000 volts versus 100,000 volts of spark plug fire. And we have a caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Richard. Richard, good morning. Hi, how are you? Uh, I've got a question for you about, I have a 2001 GMC Sierra with 275,000 miles on it, and it runs terrific, but it's got an oil leak, and I have to put a quart of oil in it, about once a month, uh, and so I'm always got clean oil. Do you see any reason why I should have to change oil anymore, or maybe just to change the filter once in a while? Um, no, I I agree with your your philosophy. If you're putting you know, a quart in that often, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, there's going to be some it's argument. Not burning, it's not burning; it's just leaking. It. Okay, why not just fix the leak? Well, because I'm 74 years old and I don't want to crawl under there and I don't want to pay somebody to do it. Okay, <laughs> so I okay. just. It, it, it's not a huge leak, but, you know, about a quarter month. Okay, okay. But is the tailgate spotted up? Does what? Is the tailgate got spots of oil on it? No, no. Okay, no. okay. All right. Well, to answer your question, yes, if you wanted to skip the oil changes and you just wanted to add a quart every month, then yes, um, that would be certainly something that you could mm-hmm. do. And obviously, you're checking the dipstick on a regular basis, so there's no chance right. that you're uh-huh. going to drop right. way way below the add. Right. So no, right. I, I think. But let me just tell you something. There's an oil pressure switch at the back of the motor, and mm-hmm. the oil pressure switch probably costs 20 bucks. And yep. it leads off the back of the motor, but it runs down the bell housing, and everybody says it's a rear main seal that costs a thousand bucks. But it's really the. And the other day we had a guy bring a truck in, a GM, as a matter of fact, and he said he's put three rear main seals in it, and no one can get the oil leak fixed. Well, mm-hmm. we put dye in the engine, and we get a black light out, and we just take the the truck for a twenty mile spin and come back, and the valve covers were leaking at the back of the valve covers, and mm-hmm. they were leaking over the bell housing, making the oil leak look like it was the rear main seal. Oh, I see. And so finding oh. out where it's going is really easy because all we do is put dye in the oil. We go drive it, and we come back, put on these stupid, funky glasses, mm-hmm. and uh, look, and it tells us lemon lime, lemon green, or cherry red, or orange uh, oil just right to where the source of the oil is. Wow, so it's not that big of a deal. I didn't know they could do that. What does yeah. it cost to have something like that fixed? Well, you want to have it in. You want to go in with the idea that you're going to have the thing done because it's all part of that. But I don't know. I we've never, we've never really done one um, just to tell them, and then they've driven away. It's usually part of the process, so so I it's probably you. quoted in the in the in the checkout. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that that's probably going to be somewhere in a half an hour to an hour's worth of time, depending on what they got to clean mm-hmm. up. But if you were to change your oil and then you take it in and you say put the dye in, and then I'm going to drive it for a couple of days and then bring it back to you, you would avoid some of those checkout charges because that's what they would have to do if you didn't help them. I got you. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, that's it. That, oh. that's it. Now, uh, something else, let me tell you. The oil or the uh, PCV valve sucks air from one valve cover. <clears throat> mm-hmm. On the yeah. other side, mm-hmm. there's a breather. Mm-hmm. When the PCV valve fails or the hose gets plugged or the filter gets plugged, mm-hmm. then we no longer have the positive crankcase ventilation system running, which means mm-hmm. we're sucking fumes out of the motor and burning them again. So we don't have internal pressure 
internal pressure causes oil leaks. And so if you wanted to, then I would probably go get a new PCV valve and a filter. The filter goes mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the valve cover that the PCV valve is. Yeah. And try that and see what happens. Oh, great. Well, I'll give that a try. Okay. All right. Good Thanks luck to you. Thanks Mark. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Oh, you're welcome, Richard. You bet. So oil leak and PCV and die. I make notes to myself so I know what the heck I said. 602-508-0960. If the lines are wide open, if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about a shop in town that I'm really proud of, and that's Auto Dynamics up in Sun City. I got a letter from a guy, and he says, I'm 80 years old, and he says, and I wanted to put an HEI distributor in my truck. Now, let me explain. The old distributors and the older trucks had points and condenser. And we were constantly messing with those. And those are the ones that have 13,000, 14,000 volts to them. In 1976 or so, they came out with an HEI, High Energy Ignition Distributor and System. And boy, the high energy is right. It made you cry like a little girl when you got shocked by that thing. Well, he wanted to upgrade his truck from a points and condenser distributor, which would mean he has to deal with that two or three times a year, to an HEI, and it's a drop-in with new wires and plugs. So he hired um, Autodynamics to do it, and he wondered if they could do it. And, he, and his words to me were, Kevin went and got Matthew. Matthew came out, and I watched him do it, and he knew what he was doing, and it wasn't his first rodeo, and he just plugged and played that distributor and put it in and started it up and set the timing, and I drove out of there happy as a clam. So he wanted everybody to know that Kevin and Matthew from Auto Dynamics in Sun City is the team. Kevin's up front, and Matt's in the shop. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week on Middle East Radio Forum, attorney William Wolfe will interview his guest, Devin Spare, to discuss what American Jews lose by detaching themselves from Israel. This week on Middle East Radio Forum. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. 
We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I'm proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and my name is Mark Salem, and we're going to go to Norm, but real quick, let me just tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil and his staff has been around since 1968. If you go up and down Central Avenue from 40th Street in Washington, Van Buren, if you use that one-way street one coming in and out of there, you've driven by Automatic Transmission Exchange many times. He's got a big sign out front with an old transmission on the top of it. So at 40th Street in Washington is one of the finest transmission shops I know about, and it's called Automatic Transmission Exchange. They've been around since 1968. They'll take a ride with you if you can demonstrate the problem to them. They'll do that. They'll also put the car up on the rack and look for oil leaks as well. But they want you to call them and let and make sure that we can fit you in. So Automatic Transmission Exchange, good, nice, good place. Let's go to Norm. Norm, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Thank you. i tell you what i got. i got two things. One, I've got a 1999 Silverado 1500 4x4. It's got larger-than-stock tires. They're about 33s. The gears in it have been lowered to 410s to kind of compensate. That works out good. Calibration for the speedometer even comes out really close with that combination. The uh, problem is that the ABS runs on the wheel sensors, and, of course, the speedometer is running off the uh, drive shaft. So the computer sees that difference, and the ABS light keeps coming on. Now, I know I can buy a calibrator for 400 bucks, one-time calibrate that and straighten that out. But I don't want to buy a $400 calibrator. And there used to be all kind of guys in town that could recalibrate uh, speedometers and stuff, so I'm trying to find out who to take it to. Well, um, I, you're telling me things that I've never heard before, and we do this work all the time. 
So I don't know why you think that the computer's getting that your ABS light is on because the computer's getting a speed a speed sensor signal off of the drive shaft and a different speed sensor signal off the wheels. That isn't true. Okay, it isn't um, true. That's all the stuff I've read. I don't but, care. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. It isn't true. The ABS monitors the, the wheels for braking. So it's monitoring the speed of each wheel, but it doesn't care what the speed is. It can be 20. It can be 100. It doesn't care. The ABS doesn't even wake up until three wheels are doing 65, and one of them goes to zero. And the okay. ABS goes boom, and it dumps the fluid to that, that brake and says, keep rolling, boy. So that, that I mean, I, you know, so I, I don't know. There's um, Dick Speedo and Tack over on uh, Hayden Road and McKellops. Keep your stories to a minimum because he's an old cra- kind of a crabby guy. Just go in there and say to him, um, well, first of all, if you've got an ABS light on, you really need to have that addressed first. Well, it so, just comes on once in a while. Okay. Well, the question is, is why? Um, are all the okay. tire diameters exactly the same? Oh, yeah. Then there was no problem with this until it was just re-geared. Okay, okay. I, I, you know, I, I, if if what you're saying, if if all your math is right, and this is a pretty sophisticated transition, if all your math is right, then there shouldn't have been any changes. So, does your GPS on your phone agree with the speedometer on your? Oh yeah, like dash? I said, the speedometer comes out. The speedometer comes out about no change. Okay, but see, this is what I I don't know where to send you because. Um, because you've come to, it appears to me that you've come to a conclusion on what you need, and I and I'm saying, I I I don't, I don't, it's not an ABS issue other than the lights coming on. And the question is, is why is the light coming on? Because that's your problem. Your problem is the light coming okay. on. Okay. And so somebody needs to go in there and figure out why is the light coming on. That's all. Okay, real good. That's all. Uh, it, one more question, if I can. Okay. Go. Sure. Okay, on a 2012 Jeep JK. Heater control valve is the one in the center that controls the amount of heat, and it controls a uh, blend door actuator. And this is a sequential thing, so it goes, you know, hot, you know, ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent. And we had a, a guy put it on a scan tool. He checked it and said that yes, it is in fact saying, you know, to ten percent, twenty percent. It's showing all that. The problem we're having is if you turn it all the way to the hot position, you will get hot. If you then start turning it towards the cold, it will stay full hot until you go completely to the cold side. And going the other way does the same thing. If it's in the cold, all the way cold, it will stay all the way cold until it hits 100% of the hot, and then the door just slips over. Okay. Um, I wouldn't even take this in my shop. Um, you, you, what you're describing is you you you're, you think that there's something wrong with it, and I'm thinking to myself, we got all these electronics, we've got temperature senders all over this car, and you want some kind of a quick response when in reality this sender may be on the inlet side of that blend door. And it may take a while for the computer to figure out that all of yeah, a sudden it, it, you got okay, okay. I, I mean, I, it, it it's um, I've never fixed anything like you just said that somebody was complaining that the blend door 
um, is is causing this problem. And the Blendor, folks, is is it's a Y kind of thing. It has cold air on the top left of the Y, the letter Y, and it has hot air on the top of the right side of the Y. And then the stalk of the the letter Y is the the vents to your car. So we're going to open and close the cold and the hot and mix and match the air to give you something out. But it's not going to respond immediately. It's just not going to. It's it's just it's just not going to. But anyway, Norm, I I, I don't think I can help you on either one. Um, I, but but there are some air conditioning guys in town that specialize in air conditionings, and you can do that. But I think what I'd do if I were you is I'd I'd hunt down somebody who's got a 2012 Jeep like yours and do the comparison between the two of them, and that's what I'd do. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. The Seth Liebson Show. I'm all for going, and I'm pretty strong on going after the problem of illegal immigration. But ignoring the alienation of our own youth and making aliens of them to a country they don't know is going to have even longer-term consequences. This problem I'm describing, making aliens of our own citizens, it's a much longer haul. Weekdays, 3 to 6, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, Don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100-plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. DFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. 
Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We have open lines available if you have a car question or a car problem, or if you want to discuss a wife's tale, or if you want to discuss an argument between a husband and a wife, or my shop and my technician, and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, in a good-natured way, we can kind of give you some guidance. And and based on the information, I'm kind of like a computer, although my wife objects to me using that terminology. She says, your head is mush and it's nothing like a computer but junk in is junk out so if i say to you does it blow when the tire blows up does the sidewall collapse or does the tread right where the tread meets the sidewall and if you give me the wrong information i'm going to go in the wrong direction so that's kind of way it is so there's three answers to my questions yes no or i don't know and those all work I've been doing this since 1988, so um, I, I'm, I'm, we're pretty good at handling calls, and you're welcome to call us about anything car-related. I'm not a marriage counselor, but I, I want to I remind my friends not to call me for that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Rick, how are you today? Good. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you very much. Good. I have an O2 Ford Thunderbird. It's got the V8 in it. It's that retro-looking one, the convertible. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving it, and the temperature went way up, and then shortly after that, it went right back down. I was going to pull over and park it, but the temperature just went right back down to normal. Um, it, I was reading the manual, and it has something about a backup system for overheating. I don't know what that is, but anyway, um, I was concerned, so I have a family-owned mechanic shop that I take some of my stuff too and he ran the vehicle and i i had put more fluid in it just to um radi- radiator fluid in it um to get it over there and he ran it and he didn't take it out i asked him to take it out and drive it but uh he just let it sit there and um tried to get it to overheat and he couldn't do it so i asked him i know is that really the temperature or did that system kick in that secondary system? And he said, well, we can't get it to overheat. I don't know if he understood what I was talking about. I don't really understand it either, but, um, okay. Well, this is the time when I get to ask questions. Okay. Okay. So let me just ask you a question. Do you have a gauge or a light? It's a gauge. Okay. And I want you to divide the gauge into half and then I want you to divide it into quarters. Okay. Okay. Where was it? Where does it run normally? Right in the middle. And where did it go this time? Um, when I got concerned, it went all the way up. Okay. All the way to the three-quarter mark or all the way, all to, the way the... to the... All the way to the top. Okay. Did it go to the needle go to the red? Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then, but can I say something real quick? Go, yeah. But then it came right back down to the half again. Okay. But then in the, in the, after that, you said you did top off the coolant. Yes, when I got home. Okay. I think they're tied together because that's, what, that's exactly the symptoms that you have. I want your needle to run between half and three-quarter. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, your car wants to run there. That's new technology that's been around for 15 years. We know now that we need to run the oil temperature in the engine over 220 because we want to boil the water out of the oil. And water boils at 212. So we want to run the motor pretty close to 220 so that the PCV valve will suck the water vapor out of the oil because water and oil equals mud. 
And so that's why some of these newer model cars are going 400, 500,000 miles with no major engine work is because we're running the motors at 220, and it's a sure. good thing. So in your case, I think, could there have been a tie between a low coolant level that got an air bubble in it and temporarily did, and, and of course, we can't pump air. We can only pump liquid, fluids. The water pump I'm talking about. So is yeah. it possible that we had an air bubble in the cooling system and you saw the needle jump up and then come back down and then it hasn't been there yet? I, I can't explain why he didn't do what you asked him to do, but it, it obviously hasn't come back yet after you put coolant in it. So well, maybe is that right. it? Um, last night when I drove it, I drove it about 20 miles. I pulled it into the garage and I thought I smelled a little bit of um, coolant you know, smell burnt, uh-huh. and I just thought, well, maybe that's just some residual that was from when I put it in last week, but anyway, I left again, and when I was pulling out of the garage, there was a small puddle of coolant on the ground. Okay, well, then one and one equals two, and two and two equals four, because you got a small leak, that's what caused you to lose enough coolant to have a spike in the temperature, you added coolant in it, which temporarily fixed it, but now you have evidence of a leak. Um, you you call your garage and you say to him, um, how much to have my cooling system pressure tested? And what I'm going to do is I'm going, me, the shop owner, I'm going to take the uh, car in and I'm going to squeeze the upper radiator hose to make sure it's not rock hard because I'm not going to open that cap when it's that way. Sure. And and so I'm going to probably just put some water over the top of the radiator and have it idle and cool it down as much as I can, get the cap off of it. But then I'm going to look at the cap and it's going to say 16-pound cap and I'm going to put an air pump on the the neck of the radiator and I'm going to go to 17 or 18 pounds Okay. and I'm going to walk away from it and underneath it's good and dry I might have it up on a hoist and I'm going to let it run I'm going to set my timer for 15 minutes and uh, I'm going to come back and oh this clamp is loose this freeze plug's leaking the water pump's weeping the radiator's got a seam that's leaking but it's easy to find it's just that's the process we just pressure test it and we take it a couple of pounds over cap pressure into an area it doesn't see very often, and we'll find a leak. So that's what really cool. needs to happen. You need to have somebody pressure test the cooling system. How um, West Valley recommendation? Um, are you close to 38th Avenue and in, and, uh, in, in school? No, not really. I'm more in the 75th Avenue and Bell. But I can, you know, I okay. can um, get to a lot of places. Auto Dynamics in Sun City. Um, was that the you, commercial you hit? Yeah. That every year talking about that I was um, just, guy with the, um, uh, the changing out the points and stuff? Yeah, he took he took the points and distributor out of an old Chevy pickup and had uh, had Kevin and, and Matthew install a HEI ignition system to it. Yeah. And yes, that's um, yeah. You you just go there and just say you you want him to do a little cooling system work. You understand he's pretty good with taking old distributors out and putting the, the newer model in. <laughs> but you just want him to pray. Now a lot of times, if you take it in for an oil change, what we do is is we don't char- well. I'd say fifty percent of us don't charge you for the the pressure test because we're just going to put the pressure tester on it when we raise it up, and we're going to do the oil change and check your tires and your brakes and look it all over and do. We're, it's just part of the process, and, and a lot of us don't charge it, charge that f- for an oil change. 
So sure. you know, you you might kind of work it into that, but but that's what you say. I got it. It appears I've got a leak. There's a little bit on the ground, and if you could put a little piece of tape on the top of the hood uh, above what you calculated as the leak, that will help us. Just a piece of masking tape. And just say, right there, it seems to be right below that. My wife stood over there, and I stood over here, and we triangulated it, and right there is where it was leaking. So that means that, I have to have my wife out there? Nope, nope, nope. You just have to have her stand there in her nightgown some Saturday morning, and she stands there, and you stand here, and you two point to the center of the hood. And don't you get me into that kind of a conversation. Really, no. Autodynamics is located where in Twin City? Um, hold on just a minute. Let me see if the, if my uh, if it happens to be on the sheet. I I know where it's at. Oh, here is South Side, uh, North Side of Grand and 99th Avenue. Oh, Grand and enough. 99th Avenue. Easy enough. All righty. Well, thank you again. We appreciate all you do for us, three guys, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you very much for the compliment. And we have open lines available at six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There's five lines. You want one? Grab one. And we're going to be here for another hour from eleven to twelve talking about cars. We'll be right back. Actually, you still have the top of the hour, so you got minutes to go. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I do have a caller for you, Mark. I'm. You know what? I'll take it. Say hello to Susan. Susan, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. No hey, I have a quick question for you, Mark. Um, I have a 2015 Nissan Altima, and I had a recall on the hood latch, and I went to the dealership to have that done and to have my oil change. And the dealership, of course, found you know all this work that needs to be done on my car, and I can't, obviously, I'm just not going to go back to the dealership because the price is just very, very expensive. I was wondering if you could tell me if someone you would uh, could recommend that works on Nissans in the Cave Creek area. Blackwell. Uh, he's at thir- 40th Street in Greenway. 40th Street. That's 40th as Street. close as I can get you. Okay, let 40th me, Street in Greenwell. Greenway, yeah, 40th Street in Greenway. Okay. Let me, let me comment. Um, I was going to talk about this next hour. This this lady friend of mine, um, actually, she was uh, she was the she she ran the Better Business Bureau for years and years, and we have been friends. And she took her car in for a recall, and they wrote her car up for twenty one hundred dollars worth of work, and she had it done. Now, she knows how to use bad words, okay? So she calls <laughs> me up. She calls me up, and she says, "This is what I got about it." And I said, "It's too late. It's too late." You you already spent all the money. So I said, send me a copy of your bill, and I sent it out to three or four other shops. And I said, I want you to blindly bid this. I want it down to the shop supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax. I want everything. I want all you guys to do me this favor. She spent 2000 I think it was, and um, everybody came in right around the 1500 give or take 200 bucks. So the the highest one was seventeen hundred, the lowest one was like thirteen hundred. There was some questions there that we all had to agree on what we were going to bid and stuff like that. But um, here's the problem: <laughs> years ago, we got to see you every three thousand miles, and we got to just nibble at your pocketbook a little bit at a time. So we got to sell you a tire rotation this time, and then we got to sell you a cooling system flush once a year, and then we got to do this, and we got to do that. Today, your car has an oil change interval of between 7,500 and 15,000 miles. We've lost all of that. 
we no longer see you every 3,000 miles. We see you every 10,000 miles, 12,000 miles. And so we've lost all that. Well, the technicians, most of the time in our industry, the technicians are going to work off of a flat rate, like $12 an hour, $15 an hour, $17, or they're going to work off a commission off of the hourly rate of what they do. Well, the technicians are spreading their wings a little bit, in Mark Salem's opinion, and we are starting to sell stuff that we wouldn't otherwise sell, and we're starting to create the need for stuff. And I can tell you that easily half of the cars I look at, that I'm willing to look at, don't need the work that they've they've given. And here's what really bothers me about this lady that I know. There were some specific symptoms for the work that they did. For instance, a clunk. You come up to a traffic light and you push on the brake just normal and just before it comes to a stop there's a clunk. You feel it and you hear it. Then when you take off, just as you accelerate gently, there's another clunk. Do you have that? No. Well, they replaced a bunch of parts that that's the symptom for. (laughs) You know, I don't know what to tell you. And so forth and so on. So I would suggest, whether it was an independent store, a chain store, or a dealership, I would suggest you get a second opinion. And I would strongly suggest that you learn how to say this. Are you ready? I want you to repeat after me, Susan. I want you to say, would you tell me what symptoms I have that you these repairs are going to fix symptoms that would need to be fixed okay okay because if they say oh your cooling system needs to be flushed okay well what have i got uh, well it needs to be flushed what you want to hear is is when i opened up your coolant jug it's brown water and coolant is either orange or red or green <laughs> or blue right okay okay <laughs> and so and 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 then well you need you said i needed lower control arm bushings yes what symptoms does, are you going to fix? Well, when you come to an abrupt stop, there's a clunk. And when you take off abruptly, there's a clunk. I have that. Okay, I'm going to fix that. You see my point? Okay, then, yep, yep. So just take the diagnosis that they gave me, but say, how do you, what symptoms is having that done? Because I've got coolant plus, brake plus, hoses, coolant, Drive oh, you belt know. replacement, battery service, <laughs> cabin air replacement. The bid, I think, is more than what my car is worth. I'm like, oh, my this, goodness, I have zero <laughs> symptoms and I have all those things written up. So You yeah. have what Mark Salem calls a wallet flush. Yeah, Cooling system, yeah. brake fluid, transmission system, uh, differential system, Freon system, brake system. We're going to flush, flush, flush your wallet out. Nobody asked yeah. you when the last time you had your brake fluid flushed. Nobody asked you when, the, and they didn't look at their records probably to see any of that. See, that's the right, problem. Right. So you, 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 and you know what? Those guys that are good, this is what we're going to do. Come on, we're going to take you out to your car. This is brand new transmission fluid. It's red and pink. Yours is brown and black. I'm going to pull the dipstick out. I'm going to take the dipstick and I'm going to wipe it on this white piece of paper. Look at the look at the coolant. Here, this is the stuff I'm going to put in. This is the stuff I'm going to take out. You are bought and sold for at that point. I'll talk. I'll talk more about this in a few minutes. 